You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away, back, goal. Go, hey. It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to A's Cast Live. I know, it's Tuesday, it's 2 o'clock, it's random. Well, Shintaro is in town. Just call him Fuji. We have a new pitcher who you're going to meet today here on A's Cast Live. I've been looking at these highlights of Shintaro Fujinami, and they're spectacular. But wait till you see what he looks like standing next to me when we were looking at it going, you know, he's about, I don't know, about 186.6. He's bigger than 186.6. This kid has really, he's fulled out. And it, it it's impressive. And we had a press conference today here at our offices in Jack London. And a lot of fun. Scott Boris, the super agent who represents him, he was here. We interviewed him. So we're just going to call him Fuji. He wants to be called Fuji because he understands we all know Mount Fuji. He wants to be called Fuji. By the way, having been to Japan, Mount Fuji, very impressive. Didn't go there, but you can see it from the hotel. But since, or wherever you are in Japan, But he wants to be known as Fuji, so we'll call him Fuji. So Fuji, the big right-hander for the athletics, will be here on A's Cast Live. And the super agent, Scott Boris, I will ask him about the Carlos Correa situation. Good news, I'm officially an A's employee for 2023. The great, great corn walking by as well. Ace well, baseball communications. I've let him know we're coming for spring training. He says, great, we're going to be ready to go. But I'm official. I have one too, yeah. For 2023, we are official. It's always great here to come to the offices. You know, we we, we don't come a whole heck of a lot, but on, on a day like this, we really don't do press conferences. You know, tomorrow you're going to hear from the general manager, David Force. He stopped by here earlier, our first edition of the David Force Show 2023. And as, you know, he's going to talk about – we don't have a lot of press conferences. So, you know, it's a big deal when we have a press conference and to do it here at the offices and Jack London, where hopefully the new ballpark right over here off my right will be uh, Howard Terminal. We can't wait for hopefully some really good news coming our way here. Hopefully somewhere around in March kind of been uh, floated to us. But I'm not breaking any news. I'm not breaking. I'm just saying. It's great to be back at the offices and going to be a lot of fun today for you to hear from Shintaro and Fuji Fuji, and and to know what he's bringing to the party. 
he's 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 like a professional athlete that had great promise. I mean, he's been playing pro ball for ten years. I mean, the Japanese league is that's that's really high high level baseball. They play a great brand of baseball. It's so fundamentally sound over there. When the A's have gone over there, and I've had the pleasure and the honor to go with the Athletics to represent Major League Baseball and to see our teams play the Japanese teams. Oh yeah, it's high quality baseball. He's been there for ten years. But what it seems like to me, what I'm figuring out today, is a professional athlete who all of a sudden the light has gone on. Like the last three months of his season, harnessing this fastball that can range the 97 to 100 miles an hour. You like hearing that, right? The velocity. And really kind of reminds me of what Scott Emerson did with Frankie Montas in the split finger fastball is now that he's got the splitter to go with the slider curve. He also says he throws a cutter. It reminds you of Shohei Otani. You're going to see today. He's got like six, seven pitches. But really, the fastball-splitter combination and the fact that he's kind of mastered the split to go with the fastball has now made him devastating. So you're pumping it up there 97 to 100 miles an hour, and then you got the splitter that drops down like that. And remember, a split-finger fastball for a guy like this is going about 92-93. It's just a change in the grip with the ball. You're still throwing it just like a fastball. It's just the grip causes that spin and to dive. So what he is bringing has gotten me excited because as we talk about, and you'll hear with David Forrest tomorrow, is I always talk about, yeah, that's great. You know, someone like Cody's going to get all excited about certain things, and I'm sitting here as a numbers guy going, I need 162 starts. However you want to, however you want this soup to be made, I need 162 starts out of this soup, this bully base. So what I need, a couple guys got to give me a lot of starts. And we've mentioned Paul Blackburn. We've mentioned Cole Irvin. If I can get somewhere around 55 to 60 starts out of these guys, and now you throw in Fuji, the big 6'6 right-hander, now I'm starting not now I'm bridging that gap to that 162 better than ever. I got to say today the press conference he's very impressive. Uh as you mentioned he's like a small forward. Uh, we I think David Forrest and the front office are putting together a basketball rotation with how big our starting pitchers are. Cole Irvin, Paul Blackburn's no slouch, Fuji, uh Walter Chuck. I mean Sears is a little shorter. AJ Puck is We so- don't have a center. Well, you could you could be Draymond Green. Uh, we we don't have a forward, uh, a power yeah. forward. Yeah, no. What Pucks? We, we we got a bunch of small forwards. Pucks might be the biggest. What is he? Six seven, six six eight, somewhere in there. We got a lot of forwards. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of small forwards. We, hopefully, they can shoot the three. Uh, but we're we're gonna have to stretch. We're gonna have to stretch, and we're gonna play from <laughs> behind the three point line. We don't. We have a point guard. I mean, stretch fours. I think I think Cole Irving could be the point guard. But anyway, I, I like the when you mentioned velocity. I don't. I mean, we're not used to that the last couple of years. I no. mean, Cole's not a hard thrower. He not says he can. Bullpen. Yeah, I mean, you got AJ, and that's about it. Now you got some guys that throw hard with Fuji coming in. What do you say about facing Otani? He will just walk him when we talked about striking him out. I mean, he has a good sense of humor. We already noticed. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him pitch. Great personality, young kid knows Otani. We haven't. The A's haven't had a press conference since what? It was Lester, Chris Davis, and Chris then Davis would be our last one. And Nakajima when he signed. Like eleven years ago, 
Chris Davis was a huge press conference for us. If anybody remembers. Treehouse, right? It was in the treehouse. Every A's employee was there. Every A's employee had the shirt on. What was the? What was the oh, KD number two or something like that? Yeah, I think I still have the shirt. Maybe I bust that out. Um, and we did a full show. Uh, the NBC showed up. Uh, the local news showed up. It was like, oh, my God, the A's have signed. They're keeping a player and signing an extension. Unfortunately, he would not live up to that. Yeah, that's who true. Knows <laughs> and then he came back again. <laughs> he's not even signed right now, right? No, wasn't he playing like the Mexican League like during the season? Uh, so this was a big day today. And can you – do we we open with the Angels, right? Yeah, and Charlie Otani. First home. game. We, we open at home. First game of the season is at yep, home. Correct. I know, to me, Cole Irvin deserves it. I mean, you look at what Cole has given you the last two years. Cole Irvin would deserve for me the opening nod. But can you imagine how electric opening day, Fuji up against Shohei? It would be no doubt sold out. I mean, there were some interesting questions from the Japanese media today. A a, 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 a a female reporter asked a question to him that if I asked that question, there'd be people who would be very upset with me. Uh, but the way <laughs> she uh, phrased the question about being he's a young, good-looking man and a lot of Japanese women in America really love Shohei Otani. Uh, I think you're understanding if I'm asking this, people are – can you imagine everybody been looking at me like, what? what? Are you trying to end your career? <laughs> but um, the attention and opening day start, if he goes out and deals, and as much as I love Cole, and I think Cole deserves it, but, you know, hey, we're looking for sizzle on the steak. If you're telling me Fuji Shohei round one, game one, to open the season, you're talking about, no question, a sold-out Oakland Coliseum, and I can tell you a lot of the Japanese population in the Bay Area would be filling the stadium on opening day, and it would be electric, and it would be awesome. Yeah, well, we, when the deal became official while we were fantasy game, I think it was last Friday, so a few days ago, I remember I thought about that. I was like, what if you put food, you know, you put Shintaro up against Shohei opening night in Oakland, or opening day, so it's going to be a day game, I believe. That would be awesome. And now this could be a possibility. I'm with you. I think Cole deserves it. 30-plus starts the last two years. He's been the ace, ace of the staff. I mean, I think that in his durability. But we, I know, with the ace. I know we go too far with the ace. No, but no, 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 no. He's been the A's most reliable starter. We Mr. Will, durability. We will continue this in 2023. The majority of teams in baseball do not have an ace. So let's stop talking about aces of staffs. I bet I with you. We do not have an ace. I, I but think Cole he, has been very durable and very good. And we've talked about. I recently talked about down at uh, fantasy camp about you know Seth Brown and and well I, I asked this question today. David Force, you'll hear it tomorrow. The two leaders on the pitching side, it's Cole Irvin. On the hitting side, it's Seth Brown. We have two leaders right now. On our ball club. I don't know how long they're going to be here, but going this spring and going into the season, these guys are our two leaders. I get it. You're you're agreeing with me, but I think you're also going to agree with this is the entertainment business. We're trying to sell the Oakland Athletics. We're trying to get people fired up about A's baseball. And I can tell you, the, the closer we get to spring training, I'm not trying to sell you anything. 
like last year, we told you, this is not going to be a good year. This is going to be a struggle. Even though we got off to that 500 start and, and I had the campaign of why not us, this is going to be a better team. I don't know how much better. We're not losing 100 games this year. No, I don't think so. We are going to be a better team. We're going to be far more competitive, which in a, in a rebuild, it takes time. You want to be competitive. You want to know day in and day out you got an opportunity to compete. And the way they're building this team right now and adding Fuji definitely does that. It gives you the ability to compete. With the vet, with the guys they brought in, also with Diaz and Peterson to add some veteran guys in the infield and outfield to go along with uh, Brownie, as as we call him. And we will get our first – re- Well, tomorrow with David Force, we will get our first reaction to Estuary Ruiz. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I'm going to tell you this. There is a long-time Oakland Athletics executive, now an Oakland A's Hall of Famer, who texted David Forrest about Ruiz when when Ruiz was in double-A with the Padres about how special. Because if you listen to this show, I did my scouting report, and I called down to people for the Padres, and people for the Padres have told me they think Ruiz has potential to be a star. They think he can be a legit primetime player. They did not want to give him up, but they had to for Josh Hader. If you're going to get Josh Hader, you had to prime away from the Brewers. You got to give up something. You got to give up something. And remember, the A's tried to get Ruiz before. So they knew. So the A, Ruiz has been on the A's radar for years. David Force will speak publicly, really for the first time, about Ruiz and what they think he can be tomorrow, right here on A's Cast Live, where you're honestly looking at a guy that could be. Your center fielder, a dynamic player, defensively, offensively, in center field for the A's for years to come. There's some things that we're looking at to get excited about. Legitimately that we can say, last year, we had nothing to sell you. And we told you that. You know, on A's cast, we're not going to lie to you. We told you down spring training, hey, this is going to – I mean, when we were there is when Sean and I was traded to the to the Padres. It was – it was devastating. We knew the season was going to be rough. We just understood it. Uh, this year is going to be different. There's going to be some optimism. I'm not selling you division. I'm not selling you wild card. But what I can sell you is some excitement and wins. I remember I was looking at Fangraphs the other day. I think when we were in fantasy camp. And they had the the projections for the depth charges based off 2023. I think we were somewhere around like 70-ish wins. That's 10 more than last year. I mean, if you want to see steady improvement, if, if you watch the last – what, 20-plus years with the organization, there's been – it's been like, what, three down years and then the team's good again for years. Two, three down years. And, and then, then you're good again for f- three, four years. But the one thing that you got to have, I mean, there, there, there's certain fundamentals. It doesn't matter what sport you're in, like in football. If you do, if you cannot control the line of scrimmage, you got no chance. I don't care who your quarterback is. You guys all love fantasy football, and it's all about the receivers and the running backs and tight ends and who's getting you points. That's great. In the real world of football, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, offensively and defensively, you got no chance to win. It's a game that's played at the line of scrimmage. If you can't control that, you got no shot. Why are the Niners good? They control the line of line of yeah. scrimmage. It's that simple, right? Baseball is very similar. If you can't pitch and you can't play defense, 
there's been very, very few teams who've been competitive by just saying, you know what, we suck pitching, we suck on defense, we're just going to hit a boatload of home runs and try and outscore you every game. And I think back to some Texas Rangers teams that were like that years ago. But that's just not that's that's not a, a recipe for success. You're, the most majority of this game's been played for over 150 years. You don't play D, you don't pitch, you got no shot. We're now seeing some excitement from a pitching standpoint of now being able to say, this is an organization that really can start to look at and say, we're over 10 pitchers deep for the starting rotation. A bullpen that's competent. You now have some athleticism on defense. So if you're telling me you throw quality strikes and you play defense, I'm now giving you I'm giving you a shot. I'm giving you some hope of why this team can compete. Sometimes sometimes teams surprise you. Sometimes teams are you think are going to be better than they are and they end up stinking. You don't know. But going in, how we're looking at the season, I I, I don't pay too much attention to what the outside of the people who cover baseball because they don't really look to see what we have going on. Like when you see an article, for example, that says, we're going to give you a guy with every team that needs to sign an extension right now. And then you go to the A's and it says Shea Langoliers. <laughs> it just shows yeah, – it's ridiculous. They aren't covering us. And that's fine. That's why you have A's cast. That's why we're here. We'll cover it for you. We are going to be a better team. And we're going to be better not because we're going to hit a ton of home runs and not because we're going to outscore people. We're going to be better because we're going to pitch and we're going to play defense. And we're going to do it consistently. And we're going to be better at it than we were last year. So then on the nights you do have offense, you, you th- those are your nights where you go, cha-ching, there's your win. When you do get a couple two-run shots or whatever. But how are the A's going to – evolve into this season utilizing the new rules obviously speed is there this is a more athletic team this team has more speed we were a team when we were going to the playoffs that was built on basically the home run we are not that anymore but as always as the great Ray Fossey would always say Townie this this franchise is built on pitching and defense and we're going to be much better at that this year I'm really hoping we see the return of the Running A's this year with the guy, some of the guys we have. Where we get your T-shirts out. No more swinging A's. We're the running A's. Yeah, and you'll hear David Force answer about that tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I think def- I mean you said it perfectly. The defense and pitching has been something that's carried the team. Yeah, they relied on the home run a little too much back when you know nineteen twenty and eighteen nineteen twenty, and then this year what we had one guy go over twenty home runs right? It was Seth Brown. So you're not relying on the home run now. You're going to rely maybe on the stolen base, more doubles, more triples in the game. Because you have some guys that could do that. You have Loriano. Hopefully, if Ramon can come back and steal some bases. Remember a couple years ago, he was like he had like twelve, like what eight steals in the first couple, how many games, and then kind of slowed down. If he can do that again, you have some of these other guys with Ruiz, and I mean, if Pache could hit just a little bit, he has some speed. I think the team's gonna be way more exciting. Sure, I'm one hundred percent. I think that 70, 70 wins. I mean, a ten win improvement is way better than only winning two or three more games than you did last year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count on Pache anytime soon. Yeah, I, th- I think we Pache, just... Pache has a lot to... Both he and Ramon Laureano, let's be truthful here. Both these guys have a lot to prove this spring. And I think Christian Pache has a tremendous 
amount of pressure on him to improve. Yeah, and David Forsmith, he alluded to that in the press conference. Uh, what was press conference? Or uh, what the Zoom call he did. So I just don't want to throw these names out. Yeah, this guy, this guy. Let's be real. There's certain guys. You're right. Seth Brown showed a lot, especially in the second half. There's certain guys. You know, I'm interested. So what's Nick Allen going to bring? I'm interested. You know, is this Ruiz kid as good as we think yeah, he can the be? The growth of Langoliers into second year. And there, but then there's the other guys where, you know, we've talked about it before. Pache, Ramon Laureano. There's certain guys that they're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to figure some things out. They're going to. I mean, if you want to make the ball club, because a good thing is there's competition. There's competition for positions. There's not enough spots. Last year, 64 players used. I couldn't say that. This year, where we are right now, and somebody will get injured, unfortunately. That's just the, the name of the game. But as of right now, as we sit in January, you're starting to see where there's going to be competition for playing time, for at-bats, for innings, for starts, for bullpen. That is all good news for the A's. The old iron sharpens iron. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. Thank yeah. Saying saying in college, by the way, control the controllables. Yes, he is staying at the at, at Michigan, which is good for college yeah, football. Ninth year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, big A's fan. Bob Melvin's good friend. Big A's fan. Uh, by the way, you know who also loves Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. Billy Bean. Oh, I was gonna say, you're gonna say Billy Bean and Harbaugh are also boys. He Billy's loves a Billy, big college guy. Love oh, Billy loves college football. Saw, saw saw the great Billy Bean today. I didn't know but Scott Boris had high praise for him too. Not as not as the GM, but as the player. Billy gonna, Bean. Oh, he's a tools guy, <laughs> tall and can run. Uh, we'll have Billy Bean on soon. But you know the other one guy who got away today, we got to text him and get on him a little bit. That would be uh, Mark Kotze, the skipper. He was good in the suit today. In the suit, press conference was over. He was Ubering back to back to the airport to get right back on the plane. Yeah. By the way, oh, any, where, Skip, where are you at? Let's go. I should throw this out there. If anyone missed the press conference, it's on our YouTube page or the Athletics YouTube page, and it's on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, so you check it out if you miss it. The Shintaro Fujinami uh, or Fuji, as he likes to be called. Call, press call, conference. He wants to be called Fuji. Yeah. Yes, our YouTube page. That's where you go for everything. But. Let's get to it. Okay. Do you want to do you want to break here or do you want to get right to it? We can get right to it. That's fine. All right. Here is our conversation with the big right hander from Japan. To start, just how incredible this day has been for him to the start of his major league baseball career. え、希望と、え、希望に満ち溢れてますし、え、なんというか新たなフレッシュな気持ちを持って、え、スタートしたいなと思う1日です。It's and I can tell you for all A's fans, you look great in white. The uniform, doesn't that? Does this not? Does this not look great on him? I mean, thank you. And let's talk about just in his life as a baseball player. How much have you thought about coming over to the United States to truly play against the best in the world? Yeah, 
世界最高峰のバッターたちと勝負できるっていうことが、うんえー、まずすごく嬉しく思います。I, you know, I... I know it's going to be a very challenging for me,、mm-hmm. and it's, but、uh, I'm very happy and excited to face against the best hitters in the world. So I'm very excited. Now, the Oakland Athletics, as our fan base knows, we're, we're no strangers to Japan. I've actually been there twice with the A's. Obviously, the movie Moneyball was、uh-huh. big over、mm. in Japan. So, how much about the Oakland Athletics did he know about before signing with the team? Oakland Athletics. あのことをどれほど知ってましたか、まあ、あの映画の,あのマネーボールとかもありましたけど、はい、オークランドアスレチックスについて、どれぐらいご存知でしたか、えー、マネーボールはもちろん見てきましたし、<笑>えー、あの日本の、ね、OB の方々が、薮圭一さんは自分と同じチームから行ってる<笑>、えー、先輩ですし、まあ、松井秀喜さんとか中島さんとか<笑>、えー、たくさんの方来られてるので、もちろん、えー、そうですね、知ってました。いろいろ知ってました。<笑> Uh, you know, I, I watched the movie Moneyball and,、yeah. and on the way here on the plane, like, he watched <laughs>、yeah. too. And、uh, obviously, a、uh, couple of uh, uh, Japanese players uh, here in uh, Oakland Athletics,、yeah. uh, Yabu, Keiichi Yabu,、uh, they're from the same team,、uh, Hanshin Tigers、mm-hmm. in Japan,、uh, Hideki Matsui,、uh, Nakajima.、Um, so, yeah, I, I knew about、uh, Oakland Athletics. Yeah, Matsui was a great Oakland athletic, one of the classiest guys that we've ever had here with the organization. How excited are you to get in a starting rotation and go every five days for this organization? のもありますし、えー、スターターできること、えー、スターターとして勝負させてもらえることをすごく幸せに感じます。あ、uh,、you know they offer me a starting、uh, position, you know,、uh, so you know I'm very excited. I wanted to be a starter in the MLB、yeah. team, so、uh, that's that's about to be happen. So I'm very excited about it. And I know one question we're going to get is, and we've seen the video we saw in the World Baseball Classic. Obviously, things have changed since then. What is the repertoire? We hear fastball, splitter, breaking balls. Just take us through it and, and what kind of breaking balls does he throw? I know, Henga Q, Ama, World Baseball Classic, and Nagetano, Ano, Mimastaga, Henga Q, Donona Henga Q, or Mochdeska? Fastball, fastball, split, splitter, slider, slider, curveball, curveball, and two seam, two seamer, and cutter. cutter. So he's got a big arsenal, which is great for a starting pitcher, no question、yes. about it. How, you've probably studied Major League Baseball. How do you think it translates for you style wise? Styles are always different, different leagues, different parts of the world. How do you think your style will play here in Major League Baseball? I don't know. 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 I don't スプリッターを有効だと聞いているので、うんまあ、そのあたり崩さずに、えー、その中にこう、えー、ス,ライダースライダーやツーシーム、えー、とを混ぜていければ、うんえーまあ、より良くなれるんじゃないかなと思っています。I heard, you know, like,、uh, high velo fastball and the splitter is very effective over here and Uh, within、yes. that, you know, like mix them with a you know, a little bit of slider and two seamers and a、yeah. curveball, and like, but mainly probably you know, fastball and splitter. Now that you've signed and you're coming over to the United States, what's the one thing you've thought about? It's like on his bucket list that he has to do 
while he's here. In uh, Bay Area? No, anywhere. Could oh. be anywhere in the United States. What's the one thing he's thought about? You know what? I got to do that once oh, I get over here. Oh, like, I'm going to get to the United States. 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 He's thinking about it right now. So, this is. New York とかその辺、あの大都市にもぜひ行ってみたいなと思ってます。I like to visit like New York, like、yeah. big cities. Yeah, no doubt about it. Very similar. Tokyo is a lot bigger, but, but very similar.、Uh, a lot is going to be brought up about Shohei Otani. Obviously, when he comes to town, it's a big deal. I mean, he's so special from a standpoint as a hitter and a pitcher. You're going to be asked about it a lot. Just what do you think the re- what do you think it's going to be like when, the, when you two face? You're going to have a lot of. The Japanese media,、mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot、mm-hmm. of the United States media.、Mm-hmm. What do you think that experience is going to be like either down in Anaheim or here in Oakland? そうですね、えーまあ、世界一の選手なので、えー、彼は、えー、そこで勝負させてもらえるのもありがたいですし、さらにそうね、えーまあ、日本ならともかくアメリカでも注目してもらえるっていうことは、ちょっと自分の中では意外で、うんまあ、その注目してもらえるほど嬉しいことないので、えー、いい勝負、いいもの、いいショーを見せれるように。うん You know, he, he knows that, you know, obviously he's the best uh, player uh, as a hitter and、uh, as a pitcher、uh, in the world. So、uh, I'm very excited to, you know, have a chance to face against him. And, you know, not only Japanese media,、uh, but also, you know, American media is、uh, very excited to watch, you know, how we face each other. So I'm very, you know, happy about it and excited. Well, we can't wait for him to strike him out. We can't wait to see that. <laughs> 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 I'm going to walk him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's, let's do two more. How big is it to get over as soon as possible to Arizona to just get the lay of the land and get comfortable for spring training? I'm <laughs> 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 アリゾナでどのような準備、うん、しますか、うん、えそうですね、えー、いろんな施設も、えー、使えると聞いてるので、うんえー、いろんな施設、行きたい施設もありますし、うんえー、そうですね、まあ、しっかりこうスプリングトレーニングと、えー、こっちのオープンセンターで、オープンセンターに合わせていけるように、うんえー、アジャストできるように、うんえー、しっかり、えー、トレーニング積んでいきたいなと。うん you know, like it, uh... Get into Arizona a little bit earlier、uh, before you know, the spring training started and、uh, you know, get comfortable. And you know, they, can,、uh, they will let us use their facility. So、yeah. get ready、uh, for the spring training and also、uh, spring games. Obviously, we want you here a long time, but this is going to be the first year. Any initial goals going into this season? あのまあ、長いことを置いてほしいんですけど、まあはい、今年1年目ということで、はい、あの目標などありますか、1年目の、えー。まずはローテーションに入ることと、うんえー、1年間、怪我なくしっかり
ローテーション回ってチームに貢献することが一番です。The first goal is to you know, pitch in the、uh, starting rotation. And the second goal is to you know,、uh, play a whole year without injury and to help the team. Well, I can tell you what, we are awful excited here in Oakland. Thank you for stopping by A's Cast Live.、Mm-hmm. Gentlemen,、Thank、we're going to see、Thank、a、you. lot of you, especially down in Arizona. But congratulations, <laughs> you've achieved your dream. You're going to be playing in Major League Baseball. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The energy today here. At the office has been great. And to think what he is going to bring, something that we haven't seen. We've seen other teams. I mean, when you, throw out a, when you throw out a guy who's pumping 98 with a split like that, we haven't seen that in a while. I mean, that sets the tone. And not a reliever, as a starter. Now we're going we're gonna to do that dance that you do with every Japanese starter where. He's used to going five to every six days, not just every five. Same issue that they had with Shohei Otani. But the good news is, when we talked about the depth and the A's having all these starters, because one guy that we haven't talked that much about, we did down at Fantasy Camp, but we haven't talked a lot about today, that may also help another tall part of this small forward package. That the A's have in AJ Puck. Because we haven't seen AJ ever be able to take the ball every five days. Can't rely on that. But that's okay. Because now you might be looking at, okay, you do, let's just say, in a perfect world, if I'm betting my money right now, I'm betting my money, AJ Puck's going to be the bullpen. So that's a solid bet. I'm not, not selfishly because I want it to come true, but. If I'm at the casino right now and I'm looking up at the board and they say, Futures for AJ Puck, right? Like you can bet on at the sports book. Bullpen or starter? I'm betting on I'm betting on bullpen. I'm just I am. But I'll play the game. He wants to start. The team wants him to start. They're gonna give him every chance to see how he does down at spring training as a starter. If AJ Puck is able to start, he's not a once every five days guy through the rotation. Well, if Shintaro isn't either, well, that's okay because now we kind of got, if, if you kind of see how it works out, because you know Cole Irvin is,、mm-hmm. you know Paul Blackburn is, and I do think Waldachuk will be that guy. Yeah, I think that's a solid. And I、ace. think Sears could be that guy. And I've uncovered this gem, by the way. You know it now. You wouldn't have known it. But you now know it because I brought it up to David Forst, and you'll hear this tomorrow in the David Forst interview. This Mueller kid that's come over for Atlanta <laughs> did something last year that not one Oakland A's pitcher did. So, this big, what's he, 6'7? He's a big dude, too. Yeah, somewhere in there, 6'6. He might be our center. He's a big kid, big lefty. Over Puck? I mean, AJ's pretty big, and he's balked up. Yeah. I mean, it's. It could be a stretch five. It's like having two Zach Randolphs. Oh, Zebo. Left handed Zebo. Remember Zach Randolph? Michigan State.、Uh, multiple. He's, he's the man of five cell phones, and there's a reason why <laughs> he has five cell phones that we have learned. We won't bring that up here.、Um, Then they got to get a Zebo reference. Muller did one thing. Once again, guy was part of the Matt Olson trade. Big lefty. No, no. Sean Murphy. He's had. Sean Murphy. He.、Uh, He's had two starts in the big leagues, one and one with like an 8.10 ERA. Doesn't matter.、Uh, he did something 
Last year, the no ace pitcher did. Well, I know it now, but. A complete game. Yes. He had a complete game at AAA. He had a complete game. Decent. I mean, he had pretty good numbers. Now, I have no idea. I saw this. I, I saw the uh, abbreviation. It's like G something W is their AAA. Is that Greensboro or something? Is that Gwentucket? I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea what the Braves Let me look. Is. Let me look. Hold on. Greenbrier, Greenboro, Greensboro, Green. It's got to be Green something. The Quintucket Stripers. The Quint. Where where are they? Oh, uh, great! Now I got to look that Quintucket up. Quintucket is where? It's in Georgia. Uh, oh, it's Gwinnett. Sorry, Gwinnett. The Gwinnett Stripers. Where are the Gwinnett Stripers? Georgia, Gwinnett County, Georgia. <laughs> All right. So, Thank you, Greg Horn. So, he. Through a complete game there, but I, I can't look. I, I I already know with our AAA, I can't look at anybody's numbers. Like you could say, "Hey man, put it this way: if his numbers are coming from Las Vegas AAA, he's the greatest pitcher of all time." Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, I, 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 I want to say last year down in AAA, Mueller had a, an ERA of three point four one. Or 3.40. If you've got a 3.40 playing in Las Vegas, you're you're Sandy Koufax. I mean, in that league. I mean, the the numbers are so crazy, you can't tell. I I don't know if the hitters are this good, the pitchers are that bad. I don't know. Well, there was a guy, wasn't Koenig? Koenig had a really good ERA in AAA. Yeah. And then he came to the majors and it didn't translate completely. Yeah, it was pretty good in Vegas. So He figured something out down there. This guy comes in. I mean, he's going to be a factor. He, yeah. I mean, he's going to – so you've got all these guys that are going to be vying for spots in the rotation, knowing that you you may not have – you may not come out Mar- – Mark Kotze may not, you know, in his first press conference, a spring training, or the first time he comes on Ace Cast Live for 2023, he may not say, yep, we've got a six-man rotation. But the way the numbers work, you may have a pseudo – Six-man rotation. Most likely. I kind of – I think we kind of – I asked you that before about it. Especially if you want to put A.J. Puck in the rotation, you're going to want to give him probably extra days to rest because he's never started a major league game. We went over this last week. He hasn't pitched since he pitched – started in triple – I think it was triple A a few years ago. So you're going to throw him into the rotation on top of some guys that don't have a lot of length pitching the major leagues. Six-man rotation might not be a bad idea, especially if you want to put Fuji in there, who's not used to pitching like okay, that. Okay, first of all, I didn't say six-man rotation. So I said it might be a good idea. We have something where we have the flexibility. Yeah, there's like 10 starters vying for five Don't spots. say six-man rotation. Pseudo kind <laughs> of just know you got numbers. No one's going to – you start saying six-man rotation, what's the first thing people are going to think of? They can't go deep in the games? Disaster of the Anaheim Angels. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Tani, yeah. They win a six-man rotation. It's – because immediately you have someone like me that goes, okay, wait a minute. You got Shohei Otani and you need five other guys. You don't got five other guys. No, so, now you, so now you don't have a chance to compete. So when you say six-man rotation, that means you need six quality starting starters. You don't got that. So slow down on that. All I'm saying is you've got enough bodies and quality arms to manipulate not throwing the same guys once every five days. That's probably a better way to phrase it. Makes sense. Put it however, than saying six-man rotation. Then all of a sudden you're like, six-man rotation? We don't have six. Like, what? That's crazy. All right, coming up next, he is one of the best. 
Scott Boris, if, if I was a player and I was good enough, I'd want Scott Boris representing me. I'd want Scott Boris representing me on anything in life. You name it, Boris is going to get it done. He's going to get you the best deal. He's going to get you what you want. You want the most money or you want the right situation? I mean, as he says, I work for these guys. He's going to get you what you want. Nobody better in the business. Fuji's agent is Scott Boris. He joins us next. The super agent. They say Jerry Maguire was really because of him. Next. I know Lee Steinberg tries to say it, but uh, Scott Boris is the man. Doesn't matter the sport. He's the guy. Next, right here on A's Cast Live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. The Oakland Athletics begin spring training on February 25th. Now's the time to make plans to catch us in Mesa, Arizona, and enjoy the sunshine of your family and friends. Buy your tickets early for the best seats at the lowest prices as your green and gold take on the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Angels, and more at Ho-Ho Camp Stadium. And Tony, it's a deep drive to right in the corner. Gritchick going back. He'll turn and watch it fly. Get your tickets at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. And we are live today from the Jack London offices here in Oakland. Remember, we are back tomorrow, regular schedule, Wednesday, 2 to 4. We'll have the general manager of the athletics, David Forston. Who else are we going to have on? Uh, we're going to have Hembo because it's uh, in the middle of a football playoff. Paul week. Hembikides. And Let's... no, we will not, from ESPN, and no, we will not talk LeBron. Yeah, uh, we got the NFL playoffs coming up, but also the Hall of Fame comes out next week, so we'll probably get into that with Hembo. And... Hey, you see Ryan Sandberg's getting a statue, the great uh, Hall of Famer for the Chicago Cubs. You mean ex-Phillies manager Ryan Sandberg? Oh, you're talking about Cubs Hall of Fame second. Cubs! Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, Bill Moriarty from Athletics Farm will be on with us. And we got to talk about all these kids we signed. Yeah, set was a, 17. A 19-year-old. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of kids. A lot of kids. He got 19-year-old, got two-something, three-something. Yeah, something. I think close to three. Unbelievable. That whole thing. 
Padres signed a child, 16 years old, for almost $6 million. I saw the report it was like 6.2. It's a lot of money. But whatever it is, a child. You wonder why agents and the players' union doesn't want a world draft or any kind of draft with these guys? They'll spew all this stuff about, oh, I'm not sure, and, you know, the way it works, and I don't think it's good for the kids, and I don't think it drafted. That is all a big lie. It is all about the dollar. Follow the money, as my late father used to say. He used to always say, follow the money. Because these kids... If you put an international draft that mixes with the regular draft that we have here, and if you start mixing international kids with American kids, 16-year-olds aren't getting drafted, and 16-year-olds are not getting $6 million. They don't want to end this money tree. They're lying to you if they care. Because let's face it, some of these kids, they're being extorted. They're being extorted. That's illegal in this Extortion is illegal in this country. Some of these kids are being extorted. But the agents in the players' union, they don't want the money tree to end. They want 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds to get 1.2, 2.5, 3 point. That's what they don't want this to end. Because you do a draft, that would change everything. Oh, no, 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 that wouldn't be good for the kids and all this kind of thing. You've seen these long, I mean, Ken Rosenthal's written a book on this, for God's sakes, practically, on The Athletic, about the kids and all the things that go on. Hey, you want to cut down on the extortion? You want to cut down on a lot of stuff you think is bad for these young kids? Because all these kids have handlers and people who are all sucking part of that signing bonus away from the kid. I'm telling you right now, you put a draft together, changes everything. It would change dramatically, but people will fight you on it. That's for another time. Yeah, uh, I don't know enough about it, so that's why I'm glad you can speak on it. I just know that we're not getting that draft uh, this year, most likely. Well, no, we're not because it already happened. No, they. Well, I doubt we'll get it next year. Well, they 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 have not the they 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 have they they do not have they're not even close baseball players union on coming to an agreement for anything, but. It is always an honor to have Scott Boris on the program. He is the top agent of all time. He's negotiated over, was it $3 billion this offseason? Yeah, that sounds all right. Well, eight, remember, 825 went to Carlos Correa. Yeah, 865 well, went to Correa. But it was, it was <laughs> over $2 billion, right, in yeah, salaries. Yeah, something, it was some, it was, I know it was somewhere around like 2 or $3 billion. yeah. Yeah, that's but, how good he's rolling. He is the top agent. He's Fuji's agent, and we love having him right here on A's Cast Live. Boris with us here, right here on A's Cast Live, the super agent. It is great to have you on the program again. How how is life treating you? Well, it's been a it's been a busy uh, three or four months, but uh, yes, today pretty good. You know, we we're done with all of our arbitration cases and got a lot of the players signed. We have a few more left to do, but for the most part, Chris, we're pretty well done. I got to think about your off season beyond the craziness of Carlos Correa. You had an incredible off season, seeing your players down. We we're down in San Diego for the winter meetings, and ever since then, everything that you've gotten done, you have to be real happy with the way everything's worked out for your players. You know, we're, we're, we're very blessed. Um, we have just great players to work for. Um, they're not only great athletes, they're, they provide leadership. 
Um, they're proven in the league, and they're they're very much franchise faced players. Um, your Bogarts, your Correa, Nimmo, Rodon. You know, we we've had uh, um, just a lot of of a lot of major investments by teams and players that I think they know are are well-documented and proven and can really help them achieve their goals. With a lot of these longer contracts for the big money, is this good for the game showing that financially there's a lot of strength in our industry? Well, we're revenue wise. We've, I think in 2000, we might've been at 3 billion in 2010. We might've been at eight and now we're approaching 13 to 14 there's estimates on, on wow. that but our industry is growing <laughs> yeah. and so the franchise values have gone through the roof as we can see um in in all sports um it's just good business and signing players creating stars um finding leadership for young players that come in examples um those things i think are are really critical to winning and what organizations are about. And so you're starting to see with more playoff space, more teams I believe are in it and, and feel that once they get into the playoffs, they have a shot at achieving a goal that maybe they didn't have prior to that, that uh, those playoff additions. So I can see the competitiveness of uh, and the need for veteran players and franchise players is, is more vast in the game. Yeah, whenever we talk about expanding the playoffs, I mean, we're old enough to remember when the NFL playoffs were different, NHL, NBA. Remember March Madness wasn't as big as – I mean, never have we ever seen golf, tennis. Whenever you add, it's never hurt. How important is that for me? I, I understand the business side of it, but also for our players, more guys getting a chance to try and do the ultimate thing, and that's win a World Series. I think when you put a team together annually and all of a sudden you see it operate, function particularly early on players get an enthusiasm they would not otherwise have it's no longer we're only three or four teams really have a chance to win now it's an opportunity we're maybe going into it that over half the league has an opportunistic um, viewpoint uh, a perception of winning and and getting to a point where they have an opportunity to do something that is you know what the hope of the franchise is and we've seen wild card teams like Philadelphia get into the World Series. And I think it's great for sport. Uh, the NFL and the NBA, about half the teams are in the playoffs. Baseball, we're not quite there yet. But I think it's been great for leagues, great for fans, because it, it always, during a course of a season, you can have lulls and you can have peaks. And it allows you an opportunity to say, look, I, we still have optimism, even though we've had a rough period, or, uh, or we have reason to add players all the time. So that's what I think the really the game is about for people in their respective regions. It's about them feeling as though they are part of something that has uh, something unforeseen, maybe something that was uh, unattainable before is now a possibility. And I think that perspective really adds to attendance interest and advancement of the game and if a lot of our fans don't know he's had a great you've had a great relationship with david forrest even a better relationship all these years with billy bean and the oakland athletics so as as we joked you're bringing mount fuji to the bay area (laughs) he wants to be called fuji just why is he a great fit here well by the way i always tell every fan i knew billy bean when he could run 
Billy Bean, <laughs> Billy, Billy Bean could run. So well, he really could. This guy was a great uh, athlete. He really was. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, the, the, the dynamic of, of Centaro is that he's got a big arm. He's always had a big arm. And the question was his command. And this year he developed a splitter. And by throwing the splitter in his arm slot, it allowed him to gain more command of his four-seam fastball. And by having those two pitches, he became dominant the last few months in Japan. And then uh, I give credit to a few teams, particularly the A's, for scouting him. They, they, the minute that he was a free agent, they called us. Um, and as I said in the press conference today, we, we've just had great success in this organization. By you know, we we bring uh, Cole Irvin. We brought. Um, uh, Frankie Montas, we, we've had uh, Caprillion come here from the Yankees. Every pitcher that we've brought over, we also represent Blackburn. Yeah. So every pitcher we brought over here has, has succeeded. So we kind of feel that this environment is a place for for players that we believe are are coming to and coming into themselves to, to really ramp up and develop in the major leagues. How important is it for your players, your staff, you know, because the Coliseum is what is it is. It was built in 1966. It's an old facility. We need to move out of there. We're trying to get the new ballpark here. But how important is it for you guys to see these offices, to see the spring training facilities, to know what this franchise can do beyond what a lot of people just see as the Coliseum? You know, for bringing players, truthfully, when you're a baseball player, I look at the grass here in the field. And remember, I grew up here. Yeah. And so the reality of it is, Coming here was a privilege. I always love the grass. I always love the surface. The surface here is still very, very still good. Still one of the best, yeah. They do have mounds, and they do have home plates. And and the question is, is the coaching staff, is the is the people going to advance the players that we have here? And and that, for me, particularly in Centaro's case, was a very important consideration and something we looked at. And so, you know, I, I, there's a number of stadiums in Japan that are like the stadium here, you know. And so, consequently – the stadium here for them is it's a major league stadium. It's yeah. a major league uniform. It's such a privilege for players to come over here and sign their first major league contract. It's, it's just thrilling. And for him, the fit, the roster, the development history, we, we just really thought this was a great fit for Centauro. You know, going forward now, we always heard a player agrees to terms and then pending physical, and we never even thought twice about it until now. I don't know if you've ever seen this in your illustrious career. I don't know if you'll ever see it again. Obviously, it started here in San Francisco, on in New York, in Minnesota. Physicals, we've heard all these different things about there's different physicals based on how big your contract's going to be. Didn't even know that, if that's even true. Um, Just take us through just the craziness. I know there's only so much you can talk about, but just the craziness. And I know it's probably something you've never seen before, what's happened with Carlos Correa. I think the best thing you can do for a player an RN as a lawyer, and and I've studied medicine as well, um, is you try to find doctors that have the greatest experience with the player. And for us, we had a doctor in Minnesota that had him for a full year. We had the surgeon in Houston that did the surgery on him when he was 19. So we had historic doctors that were providing opinions. Teams can go to any practitioner they desire, and there is a philosophical difference of opinion in orthopedics there's this pathology of i'm going to look at the player's mri and i'm a i'm a medical surgeon they're competent and they look at the mri and there's a whole different course of it where orthopedists have learned over time those mris are not 
in any way uh, give you a predictability of the functionality of the athlete. And why is that? And it's because different athletes perform at different levels, even though they have MRIs that bring question. And we've had players that have had rotator cuff tears. Yeah. We've had players that, you know, Mariano um, Rivera, or you can go back to Pedro Martinez, had a huge uh, rotator cuff tear for the majority of his career. And so you have MRIs that don't show well. And I've had a number of clients that have had them, and yet they've had historic careers. So the one thing we try to tell teams is you must be with orthopedists that are functional evaluators, that they are in that corridor of really giving you the best predictability is functionality, clinical evaluation, and then the MRI. But when you're a surgeon and your team's expert is a surgeon and he's not dealing with the functionality of athletes day to day, particularly in the sport, and they have no history with the athlete, then they're going to give you an opinion that may be uh, completely different. And this raises issues for ownership. It raises issues for the for uh, the baseball ops division. Everybody involved when you have a player like this. The hard part for us was that this was known. He had the surgery nine years ago. He had eight years of function in the major leagues. And, and the idea of it was that the teams uh, were in this category. It comes up. And what it does is, frankly, it's market affecting, is that it now allows teams to come in and have a reason other than performance to offer less <laughs> and get better deals. That goes back to your lawyer's side. Yes. You don't like that. And the idea of it is when you're doing that is that you're saying this is subjective. There's, there's no evidence. It's crystal ballish. It's all those things. And frankly, what, all we can do is that we try to do the preparatory uh, workups. We give them the information. They have the medicals before they ever make the decision to negotiate. And then we try to hold them to the idea that you've taken care of this medical in advance. And the majority of the time, that's an effective approach. Um, and, we're, and we're completely thorough about what we do with the workups of every free agent we have. But uh, you can see that when one opinion, one opinion of one doctor, which ironically served both the Mets both, which is, and the Giants, which is interesting. Yeah. But when you have one doctor do that, that's just his opinion. And yet I've got five doctors to say otherwise, which is why Minnesota did what they did. Let's end on this. I think people need to know that when somebody signs with you, it, it's the legal, it's the medical, you have all your own data, but it's the fight that you have for your players and the trust that you the players have in you to not only always everybody just thinks it's about the best deal, but a lot of times too, it can be the right fit. Just talk about that commitment. And there's a reason why people want to sign with you because you're truly after what's best for your player. We're very different than most agencies. We have 140 people in our agency and we only have like 90 major leaguers. And so consequently, we're very thorough. We're very selective about who we represent, but we also monitor those players from day one. You know, and uh, I, you know, and my job is to to make sure we're seeing players. You know, I go I go see, you know, Muncie in, in, in Modesto this year. I want to know how he's doing. Mm. You know, you go all through and you you're seeing all the players that you work with and you go through. And we have a staff. We have a training staff. We're the only agency that has that. We have a medical division. And so we have all of these dynamics to share information. Ninety five percent of the time we're working with a team. 
we're, we're working with their trainers. They're working with our trainers. We're sharing information. We're allowing the development of the player, the strength, well, off-season communication. We have sport fitness institutes in California and Florida. We're the only sports agency that has any of this. And the reason we do it is that we want to make sure the athlete has the best opportunity to take, take advantage of a skill. And we're constantly on them talking to them about the risk of the game and what they have to do to be focused on the game. And so that there is no off season for our players. There is a constant voice that's given them about what they need to do to get to be their optimal best. And I think teams appreciate that. They understand it. I think that's why the success rate of our players is so great is because they're really given an insight to where even though they're successful one year, that doesn't mean they're going to be successful for 10. And so we give them all the numbers, we educate them, and we try to do our best to work with the team. And I know that fans view that that uh, a lawyer negotiating a contract with a team for value. We're not on the same team then, but we are sharing information. But the rest of the time, we have the same common goal, and that is to have this be a longstanding, successful major leaguer. And, and for me, being a former player, I realized that. And I kind of built a company around it. Well, it's the relationships and you guys do a great job doing it. And that's why I, we, we love whenever we sign a uh, Boris player, because we know we're going to be able to have a chance to have you on the show. Uh, you're second to none. You're the best in the business. And it's always an honor to have you on the program. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Chris. I always tell Billy, he probably would hit 270 was with us. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you were no slouch of a player I hear back in the day either. Well, if I could run like Billy, maybe Billy could hit like me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we always appreciate the thank time. You, the great thank Scott you. Boris. Think about that. He was a minor league player, Scott Boris. Got a law degree. Developed his company. And he has made more money by a lot than any other agent in the history of American sports. I can't say that for all of sports because I don't know about agents and soccer. I think that would be the only thing, whether it's Premier League or whatever league. I guess it'd be somebody who could be like him in soccer because soccer guys make a bazillion dollars themselves. Cody, do you have any knowledge on that? I don't know. Because that would be the only – because there's no – other than American sports. Oh, yeah, those guys make uh, – what was the deal that Ronaldo just signed? It was like 200 – was it 200 million for like three years? So is there like a Scott Boris soccer guy? Uh, there's transfer portals, but I don't know if they have agents. I'm sorry, I'm not really up on my European soccer. I mean, maybe auto racing uh, Well, you're internationally. The- I don't, but, I mean, Scott Boris. So to be safe – there's been no agent that has made as much money as him in American sports. So I'm close. And the clients, the money that he's had for so many years, it's just so impressive. And he is, he's such a player that when they're doing the, when they're doing the deal for the collective bargaining agreement, it's, it's basically him and the players association. That's how powerful he is. He is in the background negotiating against the owners for the players. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want that guy part of the CBA? I understand it. I understand. I mean, it's a business. Now, he was asked in the press conference. If you got to watch the press conference, if you didn't, go to the A's YouTube page. We have it up there. 
He was asked about a floor, not a ceiling, a floor. A floor is actually really popular. Now, didn't go, didn't go really anywhere in the CBA. They got rid of that conversation really quick between the players and the owners. But that, that is something that a lot of people would like to see, to where you basically say, all right, if you're going to keep me from spending so much money, you're going to force the bottom teams to spend so much money. So all of a sudden you set the floor at, let's say, 80, $80 million. So you got to spend $80 million. So it keeps you from being what the Astros and now what the Baltimore Orioles have done by going on a full dumpster dive. Like, we're not going to pay anybody. We're just going to get rid of everything. We're just going to start from scratch. No, no, no. With a, with a floor, if you're going to keep teams and you're going to make the luxury tax, which Uncle Steve there in New York, <laughs> Steve Cohen, has said, yeah, I'm not really worried. I'm worth $16 billion. I'm not worried about your cute little luxury tax. I'll blow right past that. But if you're going to try and keep teams from doing, from going, you know, up over – all right, the number, the last one, 237. There's like three There's three tiers up there. I don't yeah. know what the numbers are. I really don't care because we don't have to worry about that. But I do, I've always liked the idea of we have a floor. I like the idea of saying, all right, lowest you can have it. I'm just throwing a number out there, $80 million. Like everybody has to spend at least $80 million. So you want to go dumpster dive? That's great. You're going to spend $80 million doing it. Yeah, that you means gotta pay somebody. I was mean, yeah, I was say that means you might have to overpay some guys that maybe aren't worth but the, the money. Argu- but but the argument is, yeah, you that 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 that's on you. Yeah, if you don't want to pay anybody and you want to go on a dumpster dive, that's on you. If you're gonna take all this money that comes with being a major league franchise, TV money, merch money, uh, app money, all the hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, we're doing a deal with Apple and we're doing a deal with Peacock, and everybody gets a cut. Like uh, Disney bought a. Disney bought the technology for Major League Baseball. The first check was like 70-something million for every team. Now every team got like 30-something million. Well, if you're getting these checks, you got to spend some money. Yeah, and you're going to see teams. I think they – I mean, we talked about this. I think a floor is a great idea because the teams like Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Us. Was, well, yeah, we'll go back to Baltimore we for a second, though. Baltimore was good last year. They're, they they went well over expectations, and their GM, Michael Elias, said, we're going to be competitive and spend money this offseason. They brought in they brought in Kyle Gibson. And uh our by the way, our guy Trey Mancini, Chicago Cub now. I I I said it last year going, if they don't make any deals, if they don't do anything to help themselves, shame on you. At least don't get rid of anybody. What'd they do? They got rid of their closer and they got rid of their, their Mancini. Yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was like, here you got Charm City. You got people, a historic franchise. Baltimore is. You got people excited to go to Camden Yards again. You got people excited about Orioles baseball. And what would you do in the end? You kicked them in the butt. And then now this offseason, you've done nothing. If you remember, I said, watch out. People tasted a little bit. If they come out and don't play well, and they're in that tough AL East, Orioles don't come out and play well. I think the clock's ticking on Mike Elias. I think his plan started to work, but then he's afraid of risk, so he's not going to make any moves, and he's still just worried about the draft and the prospects. He, he, he's not into risk. If that, if that goes south again and they're in last place, okay, hey, great. You've gotten Ashley uh, 
catcher. Adley Rutschman. Ashley. Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman. Who's the second baseman kid they brought up? Long hair. Uh, Gunnar Henderson. You, okay, you got a couple prospects, but you're back in last place. Grayson Rodriguez is another guy they're going to call up. He's like so one you know of the what best that means? P- p- you're fired. Guys. Yeah. Brandon Hyde, our friend from Santa Rosa. He, I'm t- you got it. You, so many of these young executives, and I'm not even, I don't even know how old Elias is. I don't think he's that young. Uh, I think he's in but his like, 40s. They're so scared of risk. Billy Bean was talking about it here today. Like, the new modern-day executive is scared of risk. Even they, it, don't like, dude, they don't make trades anymore. Like, the guy he learned from is Jeffrey Luno. He was the assistant GM in Houston. Uh, Luno went and got fires. He went on and got uh, Verlander. I mean, they went on and made moves. Like, they traded prospects. Well, this guy doesn't. Yeah, it's, he's the complete opposite. So And, and Boris, so it, was, so it was a conversation that I happened to be a part of with Billy Bean and Scott Boris, and – they talked about how we're, we don't really see trades anymore. Why? Because nobody wants risk. There's risk involved when you make trades. You get judged. And it's like the, the, the modern-day executive, you know, the Anthopolis in Atlanta is like one of the last wheelers and dealers. The Poto, too, Seattle. Yeah, just, those, yeah. Two, those two. <laughs> yeah, he'll trade himself. There's very few guys like that anymore. Like, nobody wants to take on the risk. And it's not great for our game. It makes it kind of boring. So, Baltimore, I'll be interested. They don't get out, but uh, Peter Angelos has come out and said the team's not moving, all that stuff's ridiculous. That's been a mess, the whole deal between them and the Nationals and that. I don't know everything about it. I just know there's been a lot of the Nationals, oh, money, and then there's a lot of stuff. But at some point, if, if, if you had the right – if you have an owner – the right owner, if Baltimore gets out to a slow start and they're not winning, at some point you can't keep saying, you, you're now in year five of the rebuild? Yeah, yes. Year five? You start winning a little bit, got afraid, didn't make any moves, came up short, and year five you get out to a bad spot. I mean, at some point you're like, how, how, how many years you get? Like the best example right now is the big name on the – on the uh, block is Brian Reynolds of the Pirates. Nobody wants to make a move because they're afraid of giving up prospects right now. And Brian Reynolds will probably end up staying, staying in Pittsburgh. Which Guys who have never played the big leagues, who have never done anything, we're afraid to get rid because that's risk. Yeah, and you're and you're and you're well, you're risking to give up a guy that could be like Reynolds in five years from now for the guy that already is that good right now. The odds are that guy won't be. Most of the time, it doesn't work out that way. We've got a ticket deal. You ready for the ticket deal? Bring it up. Yeah. So join. Oh, you, oh, is that, is that no, no. I got. I can. I'll put it up on the uh, stream too. Yeah. Put it up on the screen. As much as I want you to see our little makeshift set, set here at the A's offices. Yeah. So it's up on this. It's up on our screen. If you see it right now, uh, join the A's in welcoming Fuji's. He likes to be called to the green and gold. For only twenty dollars, grab a lower level fill ticket and a jersey T-shirt bundle for Saturday's game of opening weekend against the Angels. It's a one hundred seven first pitch. Don't miss out on this limited-time deal and one-of-a-kind item featuring Shintaro's name in Japanese on the back. For T-shirt distribution, I don't need to read that. This online this is an online promotion which expires on Thursday, January 19th at 2 p.m. Pacific time and cannot be combined with any other offer. Athletics.com slash tickets to find it. That's for Saturday, op- uh, April 1st against the Los Angeles Angels 107 first pitch. Hopefully we'll see uh, Fuji maybe pitch that game, face Shohei Otani, the hitter, because Otani will most likely start opening day for the Angels. So, great deal. Athletics.com slash tickets to get it. Uh, it expires on Tuesday at 2 p.m. 
Well, there you have it, everybody. We want to thank Scott Boris. We want to thank our new – we brought Mount Fuji to Oakland. We want to thank Fuji for stopping by, our new Japanese pitcher, who is going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. Dynamic, no question about it. We are back tomorrow from 2 to 4. David Force is going to be here. Paul Hambakides from ESPN will be here. And Bill Moriarty of Athletics Farm. There you go. All from 2 to 4 tomorrow. Thank you for watching. And we'll check everybody out Wednesday, 2 to 4, tomorrow, right here on A's Cast Live. Have a great day, everybody. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Spring training is right around the corner and you can be part of the excitement. Get your tickets now and plan ahead for a fun-filled trip to Mesa, Arizona this spring. Pack the sunscreen, bring your friends, pick up some ballpark classics and watch your green and gold get ready for the regular season. Get your tickets today to see the Athletics take on the Giants, Padres, Cubs, Dodgers, and more. Tickets are on sale now at athletics.com slash spring. That's athletics.com slash spring. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.